Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the upcoming. Doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about all the best and the brightest as they make their way to their dream careers. I'm your host, Jonathan Carr. Join me as we have a spectacular conversation with an equally spectacular person. You ready? Let's go. Hello, world, and welcome to The Upcoming, the perfect place to catch the best and brightest on their way to the top. Joining me now for The Upcoming's seventh episode, um, straight out of New York and now in Nashville, she is a spectacular singer-songwriter who is currently a senior with Belmont University and has served on many organizations and done many great activities, such as singing the national anthem, and has served with the as events coordinator for Belmont University Songwriters Association. As well as this, she also is freelance doing Ariana Papa's music. So she performs her own original songs and demos. And yeah, I'm just really excited to be talking to her right now. So ladies and gentlemen, the illustrious Ariana Pappas. Hello, Ariana. Hello, hello world. (laughs) So, Ariana, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. This is really, really cool. All right, Ariana. So one thing I usually do with my guests is I let them introduce themselves. So Ariana, for the people who don't know, in your own words, who and what exactly are you? So, hi guys, my name is Ariana Pappas. I am originally from Long Island, New York. Um, I am 21 years old. I am a singer-songwriter based here in Nashville. I got my start um, very young. I just have always been obsessed with singing and I you know, started writing my own lyrics and all that um, at a very young age. And later down the line, um, started just writing songs, putting it all together and putting my emotions and feelings into music. And I just, it was something that I could really gravitate towards, especially in high school. And, um, you know, I just, it was so, it's always been so therapeutic for me. So um, I just really fell in love with it. And I decided to get really serious about it in high school. And I applied to Purchase College in White Plains, New York, um, which had a music composition program that I got into. And I attended there for two years um, in the studio composition program. And that was a great experience. Um, Really loved just getting to be around, you know, musicians like me and learning, you know, all the music theory and songwriting techniques and, um, you know, it was it was just really great getting to connect and network with those people there who taught me so much about the music business and music production and that whole world. Um, and then let's see. After that, well, I guess now we're in around January, February of 2020. Uh, I I've always written country music and, you know, singer songwriter, folky Americana stuff. I'm very heavily influenced by, you know, classic rock, which is most of what I grew up with uh, listening to. And I decided that I really wanted to go to Nashville. (laughs) I've been wanting to go to Nashville for years. Um, Country music is just so, so important to me. And 
I just decided, you know what, I'm going to apply to the songwriting program at Belmont because it looks absolutely amazing. And, you know, I feel like I need to take this next step in my career. So I, I just applied on a whim and uh, I ended up getting in. It was crazy because, you know, the pandemic had started um, in March and I just, I had no idea what was going to happen. It was all very last minute. Um, you know, we, us leaving purchase and all that and, and going home and going online. And it was, it was crazy, but um, in the end, you know, it, it turned out to be the best decision I ever made coming here uh, because, you know, I just really want to immerse myself into the country music world and, you know, be not only a songwriter for other artists and, you know, write people's feel, help them, you know, convey their feelings in their own music, but also, um, you know, write my own music and release it uh, one day and, and be an artist of my own. So it's, it's been truly an incredible experience. Belmont has been absolutely amazing. I've met so many you know, incredibly talented people here. Um, and, you know, learning about the music business and all that through Curb College, it's just been such a cool experience, um, you know, and getting to perform on campus and off. I've performed, you know, I now perform at bars and restaurants all over town. Um, I am constantly writing, co-writing with my friends and, um, you know, I've got a bunch of songs under my belt now that I'm really, really proud of, and I'm really excited for what the future holds. I'm also doing the national anthem for, you know, many different sporting events um, here in town for um, not only uh, Belmont, but um, Vandy baseball. I recently sang for a Vanderbilt University's baseball team. For those of you who don't know, um, they are one of the most successful um college baseball teams in the country. Uh, so that was a huge, huge milestone for me. Uh, that was back in, let's see, I guess that was back in April, April or May now, pretty sure it was April. Um, I don't, I don't know the concept of time anymore. It's kind of just day by day for me, but, um, yeah, that was, that was truly amazing. And I just, I'm trying to get all the opportunities that I possibly can. And I'm just in love with it. So I'm a senior now at Belmont. Um, you know, I've served on the BUSA, Belmont Songwriters Association. I've served with bold, you know, um, taking leadership opportunities. I am now doing Belmont Service Corps. I help out at music industry events in town. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just been, it's, it's been more amazing than I could have ever imagined it to be. So I'm really excited to graduate uh, this December and just continue in my songwriting and singing um, career. So I, I'd say that's, sorry if that was too long. <laughs> I tend to ramble. Oh, yeah, please, but. Please. That was that was an excellent instruction because you've told us so much <laughs> about you and you've done a lot of amazing things. Thank you. You know, so Ariana, let's get down to the questions. So. First question is, I'm just a little bit curious about your, about how music's affected you. So, all right, we both know you have just this deep, intense passion for music, but how do you see it? How do you see so far your passion? How do you see, see just like your, your life and music affecting you in like other fields of your life? Like, how do you see music affecting you through like, let's say, not just through education, but also just through your personal life, through your hobbies. How do you see it just, just taking over? 
I mean, music for me is just everywhere I go. Like, I don't really know. I mean, you can't really escape it. I feel like if you're a musician, it's just always there somehow. Like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of this this genie that's constantly next to you, like everywhere, everywhere you go, everywhere you look. Um, and I just, everything I experience, like music is just so healing and so therapeutic. It's just that thing you can always run to when you're going through something. And that's what I really love about it is that, you know, music is, higher than any negative any negative thing that you're going through at the time it that's it just always gets me through like I don't know it just I feel I almost feel like it's a person sometimes who understands me differently than you know people I have conversations with in regular life if that makes any sense um it's it's just that I guess force that holds you in a way that nothing else does and I just I have these memories of you know coming home from school and you know turning on my karaoke machine and just belting out these country songs um at like 10 years old for like three hours and then mom would be like oh dear do your homework and, you know uh, I would always just run and and the music always came first for me and of course I you know would later go you know back to paying attention to school because school's always been very important to me but you know it it was just always that thing I was obsessed with that I that I just couldn't tear myself away from sometimes and um it, it's just it's such a gift to have it in my life to to run to when I need it most. So I, I hope that's a good answer. <laughs> Definitely. We can I'll take that. So <laughs> Ariana, as you as you've grown as a songwriter, what are some things that you had to what are some things that you had to cut out from your previous uh writing uh process previous writing um process and previous like works like what is something that you knew you had to like push aside to help you further evolve as as, an, as a musical artist i think the main thing for me with that is co-writing before i got to nashville i really had never co-written with any other songwriters so you know i was always used to writing by myself um you know, which a lot of songwriters uh, prefer. And it's, it's good to write by yourself pretty frequently because, you know, that can help you grow just in your personal artistry. But co-writing is so essential, especially in Nashville. Like co-writing is the way of Nashville, the way of Music City and country music. Um, everybody co-writes here. So it it's just been really cool because I can bounce my ideas off of, you know, my fellow writers and they can bounce theirs off of me. And it, it's just a very cool dynamic in the room to be able to do that with someone um, and just see their perspective on, you know, whatever song we're writing. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting how two writers and their skills and talent can mesh together so well 
you know, or not. I mean, you, you get together with a writer and it either works or it doesn't work. So I feel like going from being mainly a solo writer to, you know, now a co-writer, I definitely had to learn to listen to my co-writers more because I wasn't used to listening to anybody else, you know, but myself. But now I'm really starting to, you know, see their perspective on, you know, my opinions on how the song should go or whatever, you know, whichever way it is. Um, so that's that's been a really cool experience to have. Um, and, and we've created some some amazing art, um, you know, in the past two years that I've, that I've been co-writing. So. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Cause I've noticed, uh, on Instagram, you've also, uh, pay homage to, uh, to a lot of experienced, uh, country musical artists, uh, that's, that, that, you know, helps you, uh, with your songwriting experiences, uh, knows one of them. Uh, he went by the name of, well, I'll just, I, you know, I'll just, I'll just, for sake of privacy, I won't talk about too much, but how have these people that you've met, how have these people, what is the one thing you respect the most about them as artists? So are you, are you talking about like artists just like at Belmont or like just artists that I look up to in general? Artists that you've collaborated with, artists that oh, you've okay. and just been able to build a relationship with, both professionally, personally, just basically been able to help, been able to help you grow in your songwriting skills and music skills. I've learned so much from the people I've worked with, honestly, because you know, going back to this, you know, the solo to the co-writing thing, um, I just never expected myself to you know, be in that kind of situation where I would be bouncing ideas off of somebody else. So it's, it's definitely a, a great experience because it teaches me a lot about what I need to work on as a writer and what I can do better to, you know, kind of be able to not only work with the person better, but I also pay attention to their talent and their skills and work on that in my own writing techniques um, for future songs of mine. So with every co-write, I, I learn so much more than I knew from the last one. So yeah, I definitely look up to my, to my co-writers quite a bit. Um, let's see, I, I, I can name some of them. Um, Abigail Callahan is, is so talented. We wrote um, this song called Redneck Lingerie. Um, her and me and Shannon O'Donnell um, for our songwriting class last year. Um, and we're really excited about it. Um, it's, it's just this, you know, angsty, sassy girl power song um, that we, we think is gonna do some really cool things here in town. So that's, that's super exciting. Um, and then I've been performing this other one a lot around town. It's called Yeehaw <laughs> of all things <laughs> um, in, in the South, you know how it is um, in country. And I wrote it with the very talented Margot Streppa and Annalie Palmer uh, for our songwriting class this past semester in the spring. Uh, we had to 
co-write with our classmates and then pitch a bunch of songs to a bunch of companies here in town, uh, a bunch of publishing companies. And that went super well. We made a bunch of demos and stuff um, of the songs we wrote. And yeah, it's, it's just been a really cool experience. Um, so. Oh, wow. I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> so let's look at some of the folks that you definitely look up to, uh, Ariana. So I know you've got a huge, uh, huge love for artists like, let's say, Luke Combs or a woman. Her name was Tennille Towns, I think it was. Yes. <laughs> Towns. So each of each of these artists has something special. But what do you think makes each of them stand out from all the other big country stars out there? What? Oh, my gosh. That is that is so easy <laughs> that's such an easy question to answer because they're both so talented in such unique ways um luke first off is such an incredible writer i mean just besides his amazing vocals um his writing is insane he has been gaining so much success over the last few years um, and I'm really happy for where he's headed. Um, uh, he's one of my favorite artists right now. Tennille, oh my gosh, Tennille is one of my favorite artists as well. I mean, she, she's just so unique because, you know, she brings that raw sound to country and, and it's her own. Like she also brings, you know, a lot of rock influences and you know just that beautiful singer songwriter raw sound that you've just never heard before and her voice is so unique like it, it's just it's not a voice that you've heard and and her songwriting is so honest and just the techniques that she uses in her songs um there are just some lines that i i can't get over um in in her in her works so yeah those those two artists are definitely really talented and i met tenille recently actually i went to a show of hers um in town and she was amazing it was just this small little venue we were literally cramped together it was <laughs> kind of an uncomfortable environment but the music was great um and she was so sweet and you know, it's it's just really cool to connect with your fellow writers here in town and to you listen to their music and allow it to heal you. And it, it's just it's awesome. So that that's the answer I would give. But but there are so many artists that I look up to, honestly, um, to name a couple more. I would say Thomas Rhett is huge right now. He's pop country. Um, he's just came out with a new album in April. Um, he's coming out with a new one this fall, but he's one that I really admire. Um, he writes in a bunch of different genres as well as his father. Um, and let's see, I'm loving um, Hunter Hayes is so talented. He's, you know, doing a lot of really cool pop stuff right now. Um, let's see. I am, have recently become obsessed with the Beatles, which is a given. Um, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people can relate. Um, but 
and going to the Stones show back in October. I mean, I've I've really immersed myself in their stuff too. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, I love it. I love it. So, as you've described your inspirations, Ariana, what exactly? How do you plan? What elements do you plan to bring from what you've learned from your from your influences? What elements do you plan to pick from them and put into your own music? And how do you intend to use that and create like your own unique sound from it? Like, so, how do you, oh, did you? I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was, I was, I was cutting you off. Please. um so i grew up with a lot of classic rock you know billy joel the rolling stones pat benatar they are all some of my favorite artists especially in rock and classic rock um and you know as a vocalist i see myself really leaning towards that rock sound in the future Uh, but i also just love country and i my main goal is to just merge the two honestly and I don't know I mean there there are a lot of different ways that I want to go I mean I write you know a lot of pop country stuff um you know a lot of just straight country stuff but um you know some people mention that I remind them of of an Americana kind of sound or you know folk singer songwriter ish so I mean every day that I get up, I write a different kind of song. It's never just, you know, country every day. It's kind of just what I'm, whatever I'm feeling. Um, and especially because it's acoustic, you know, it's, you can't really put it in a box necessarily of what genre it is until you go get into the studio and produce it. Um, but you know, I, I definitely want to lean more towards that rock sound because because vocally, I feel like that's where I am, where I'm the belter <laughs> who's, you know, just going to go all out on, on that side. And as far as songwriting goes, I just, I want to gain the skills, you know, learn from the other writers here in town, um, you know, writing by writing with them and meeting them and just you know, pouring, pouring everything I have into it and just learning how to be the best songwriter I can be. You know, my main goal is to just be a talented writer because it's such a valuable tool to have. I mean, you know, it's, I just have the goal of releasing music, which is something that I've always wanted to do. Um, which I'll finally get to do <laughs> um, this fall and, you know, just impact people with my music in that way and, and have something important to say and, and just say something new too and, and have my own voice, um, have my own writing voice. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. So let's take a quick little step away from, you as a songwriter and just look at the other uh, aspects because you have learned a lot. I know not just through, um, through Belmont university and through the mentors and friends that you've met, but also through another interesting organization, Grammy, you, you, yes. a mentee. <laughs> you're a mentee. So I want, I'm actually interested on, learning about the experience from that. Uh, Ariana, how would you say 
being a part of that organization has been able to, you know, better build you as a creative individual? How has you, how have you felt like the lessons and guidance from that being, being brought to you and being help you being help strengthen you uh, in your creative, creative endeavors? So getting connected with Grammy has been really cool. I was assigned a mentor this past semester. His name's Mo Sabri. He's a musician here and he's just really talented and really knowledgeable about the music business and the industry. And we met up a few months ago and he just had a lot of great advice for me um, on how to navigate the business and just, you know, be mindful and, and be careful about the decisions that I make um, in this music world. And, you know, just giving me advice on what skills I can pick up on um, performing wise, you know, production, music production wise. Um, so he's, he's been very helpful in that whole process and this whole journey that I'm on. And I'm very grateful to have connected with him and, and grateful to Grammy U for allowing that to happen. So um, yeah, it, you know, he gave me advice on, on how to learn how to produce my own songs in the future and, you know, making my own demos and um, performing and, you know, that I should try, you know, starting to perform at around town um, because I perform at a lot of restaurants and bars, um, but I'm starting to make my way up and performing at the bigger venues and stuff. So he was just um, giving me a lot of advice on how to get there and, you know, the, the practice and the patience that goes into that. And he's, he's been very, very helpful um, this whole time. So yeah, it's, it's been a really cool experience to get to do that. That's cool. So let's move. So now let's talk about the business side of the music business. Cause we both know making it as an artist these days is kind of tough. It's kind of yes. tough. <laughs> You're <laughs> telling me. <laughs> yes. As, as someone who wants to be, you know, their own independent artist, considering, you know, Ariana Papa's music, how, how do you intend to navigate this really tricky world of getting, of making a way through what you love the most, that being music, because a lot of labels will often try to, you know, you get big enough labels will try to come to you and promise you big deals and get your name on, you know, the Spotify billboards and everything. How do you intend to make a way, but at the same time, still be you still maintain that creative freedom and that, you know, passion that might get sucked away if you go down too deep? So that's a really good question. Um, I am definitely independent as of now. Um, and it's really helpful creatively, you know, having that freedom to, to create whatever my heart desires and all that. Um, I definitely have plans of signing a publishing deal in the next few years and signing a record deal, hopefully um, in, in the next few years. I don't know when that's gonna be obviously, but 
you know, I definitely have high hopes um, with everything that I'm doing now, you know, coming out with my first song later this year and, you know, continuing to write and co-write. And um, the big thing for me is, you know, starting to get uh, cuts with other artists and writing on other people's projects. Um, that's really going to help, you know, establish myself as a songwriter and help, you know, point people towards me, not only as a writer, but help them discover me as an artist as well. Um, and I obviously, you know, having a major label deal, it, it definitely depends on what you, do. you have to be very careful because everything that I've learned about the music business, you just have to be so mindful because, you know, people will try to screw you over and um, the more, the more, you know, the better. So you, you definitely cannot just, you know, flip through the contract in two seconds and, and sign, you know, you have to, you have to be very careful about what you do with that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I would absolutely consider a major label deal, um, you know, and that would be a huge opportunity for me. Um, but I would also not be opposed to signing smaller label as well. I mean, there are great smaller labels here in town. Um, a couple examples, um, Big Yellow Dog, uh, Black River Entertainment are two really awesome ones here in town. Um, and as far as publishing companies go, um, Smack Songs is a big one that's really just insane writers have come out of that, out of that company. And um, you know, it would just be an honor to get to sign with either uh, any one of them, honestly, like, you know, just because they're smaller doesn't mean that they, they don't have something going for them and have these am amazing writers um, who are already signed with them. And, you know, it's, it's not as much about who you sign with as it is about what you do after you sign, you know, what you do with your deal because it's just, you know, they're, they're the vessel to, you know, bringing your success. Um, but it's, it's definitely not everything. So um, it, it's all about signing, signing the best deal. And, you know, any one of those, any one of those labels or companies, um, it would, it would be a huge opportunity, a huge honor for me to, to get to work with one of them one day. So. Wow. Wow. All right. So put a lot of thought into it. I see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what are some, now what are some particular dangers that you've been taught specifically to avoid when going or when being approached by uh, music labels? I mean, besides, you know, the contracts and everything, cause you got to pay very close attention to that. What are some particular obstacles or like some traps that you you've, come to find could very much like snatch up an artist and pull them down if they're not real careful besides of course Let's see specifics i'd say one thing that i commonly see is you know labels trying to make artists into something they're not and that's something that i i want to try to avoid you know i always want to make sure that as a writer and an artist, I am going in the direction that I 
personally am passionate about because if my whole heart is not in what I'm doing, then it's, it's not going to be, you know, as great of an experience. So I just, I want to make sure that I stay true to myself basically is, is what that's, that means. Um, because that's, that's a dangerous trap to fall into. Um, you know, especially, especially with the bigger labels, but if I know that if I sign with a bigger label one day, who really believes in me as an, as a writer and an artist, and I have people over there in my corner, then I will have so much success. It, it really is all about having those people, having those champions for you who will be there and back you up in your decisions and will not try to change you, you know, no matter what happens. So yeah, I, I, I'd say that that's, that's something that I, I definitely want to, to stick to is, is staying true to myself um, just all the time. Staying true to yourself. That's beautiful. So uh, another important question, Ariana. So this is no, this is, I just want to take another dive and just focus on just you away from music, away from the business. And just, I want to talk a little bit because I like to ask artists about, you know, besides their aspirations, careers about how they maintain their mental and spiritual and emotional health. So Ariana, we both know that music is not really quiet. There's not really <laughs> something you prefer when you want silence, but there are some instances, at least in my experience, but I know for others, there have been instances where silence was just the, just extremely necessary. So Ariana, was there ever a time where you just needed the utmost silence just for a chance to just, just regain control of, let's say, your mind, yourself, your situation? And what was that experience like? Let's see. If I'm thinking back to a specific time, come to think of it, I don't really have like a lot of silent moments for, for exactly that reason, because I'm constantly surrounded by music. So it's kind of difficult. Um, but something I usually like to do is, well, I'm obsessed with hot cocoa. So I'm just, I drink hot cocoa all the time, like year round, like not just in the winter. Like I have literally had two cups of hot cocoa in the last maybe 20 something hours. Like <laughs> it's, it's just a it's, it's a ritual for me. Um, and that's something that I love to do. I just love to sit with my, you know, cup of hot cocoa or, you know, just sit in the silence and have a moment to myself. Um, being alone really helps because a lot of the time it's hard when I'm hanging out with so many people all the time. And, um, you know, it, you just definitely have to make sure to take that time to yourself because it's really important. Uh, it can get overwhelming sometimes uh, with all that commotion and craziness going on um, with, you know, work and school and all that. So um, I usually like to wash my face at night. That's a co common thing that I do that helps me, you know, wind down at the end of the night. And um, something that I like is when there's like a huge rainstorm, which we've had a bunch this week. And I'll just love, you know, closing my eyes and, and before going to sleep, just like listening to the rain. And that's one of my favorite things. 
So. Wow, that that's that that's really that's really good. So everybody has a different way of handling stress and being able to just get that inner peace. And I love that you are so just obsessed with hot cocoa because I love hot cocoa myself. <laughs> and 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 it's so specific because there are only certain kinds that I like. Like there are certain kinds that I just you know, it's, it's gotta be good. Like I know what's good, <laughs> uh, because I've been drinking it my whole life. So, um, and something else that also really helps me is, um, taking, uh, just taking a shower is very, you know, therapeutic for me just at the end of a long day, just taking a shower. I feel like, you know, not only I'm cleansing myself physically, but, you know, mentally it just feels, like I'm watching, watching yeah, the day. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, goodbye. All that baggage is just out the window <laughs> or down the drain rather. <laughs> so. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. And so another way that people are able to, you know, get a peace of mind and find happiness is also through, as we both know, community. And I know in Nashville, the community is a pretty big thing, but it also can come through, you know, good work. So, Ariana, I know you've been a member of the Belmont uh, Service Corps. And so through the work done there, how has it sort of shaped your view on, on people, really? What, 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 how has it, like, it shaped your expectations or your hopes or your real, like, idea of, of like, of, of communities and of the and of, of people in general oh it's been awesome I let's see I guess this would be last August I volunteered with the Belmont Office of Leadership Development and we helped move uh, Belmont students like other Belmont students move in to their dorms and that was great because we got a lot of leadership training and you know, I kind of just signed up for it on a whim. I was like, you know what, this past, um, I guess it would be a year and a half or so of, you know, COVID and all the Zoom, I just felt very removed from society. And I am an extreme extrovert. Like, <laughs> you know, aside from those times when I want my alone time, I just need to see people's faces. I need to interact with people. I need to be making friends and connecting and networking with people because otherwise I just feel, I just feel lonely. I just feel kind of empty. And that's why the pandemic was hard because, you know, I just was not used to all that alone time. And it was, it was just depressing to not have that. Um, so I signed up for bold. I saw it. I was like, you know what, this looks really cool. I'll make a bunch of friends, you know, help move these students in and it was a great experience i mean it was it was crazy because it was like 95 degrees out the three or four days that we that we were doing this uh yes <laughs> a, a few just a few degrees more than <laughs> summer in new york as you can imagine um it was insane i mean we were we were sweating and we were just back breaking but it was great and I just I made so many new friends that I still say hello to around Belmont's campus and 
that was that was really cool. And then um, BUSA with Belmont University Songwriters Association. I served as the events coordinator um, this last school year, and that was great because you know I'm a writer, so getting to connect with those other songwriters in the organization at at Belmont is really cool and getting to perform around campus. I started my own um, writer's night, actually. It's called Bruin Bops. <laughs> the mascot at Belmont is the Bruin, the Bruin bear. So it's called Bruin Bops. And I started performing around campus uh, with my friends. And that is has just been so awesome. I'm gonna be doing it this fall as well and just setting up rounds um, in town. And, um, you know, that's a really great form of connection too. And that's just shown me, you know, how, how essential having music is, you know, as much as we are obviously at a music school, it's just so imperative to be, you know, as a writer, putting ourselves out there and just through Bold and Busa and that, um, getting to see the leadership, not only in my fellow classmates and friends, but the leadership development that I myself have done through those experiences has been amazing because I just feel like a whole new person after those experiences. Like it just kind of came like a wave. It just hit me. And I was like, wow, you know, this is amazing that I get to connect with all these people. They've taught me so much uh, about how to put myself out there and just not be afraid to go for it and take chances and, you know, set, greet someone, ask them their name, like just put myself out there, um, which is something that I stopped doing, you know, when COVID happened because everything was Zoom and I was just nervous to do that. Um, and with Belmont Service Corps, that's been absolutely amazing. So I've done, let's see, I've done three events now. Um, the first one I did was Country Radio Seminar, which is a conference, a country music conference here in Nashville um, that happens at the Omni Hotel um, every year in February. And this year, you know, the music industry pros came and discussed what they're working on in the business right now and, and the projection of the music industry and, and the numbers of the business and all that. They talked about, I went to this one conference on social media where they were talking about, you know, how artists are growing so quickly on TikTok and, you know, how TikTok is so essential for musicians now and, and Instagram and all these, you know, chart metric um you know, charts and, and numbers and all that. And while that may sound boring to some people, uh, it was really cool to just see, you know, how, how much progress you can make as an artist if you follow the course on social media, um, as stressful as it is. And, you know, there were performances that I got to see at Country Radio Seminar. I saw Zach Brown Band. I saw Lacey K. Booth. I saw um, let's see, who else did I see? Morgan Evans, who was amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I just helped out with, you know, common conference, you know, things that needed to be done. I, I stuffed bags, uh, for the attendees. I, you know, held the door. I greeted people. I helped people find where they needed to be. And it was, it was great. Um, 
just getting to hear all the industry pros talk about their experiences and learning from them uh, was really valuable as as a person coming up in the business and the industry and as a writer and artist and you know all that and there you go there you go <laughs> I, I hope that answered your question <laughs> uh, that was a great answer that was a great answer so now ariana for just one more question we both know that we both know saying art imitates life so mm -hmm. When you are creating your art, Ariana, how do you want it to imitate you? Would you want it to, like, do, would you ever, have you ever, like, worried that your art might imitate, like, maybe a separate person that you were trying to, then what you were trying to portray? Or have you always felt that your art is always imitated just you as a person? I've definitely felt a little bit of both. I mean, I think everyone, I think every writer takes a journey in figuring out what they want their sound to be. And my, I myself and, you know, other writers I've seen, I feel like it's very common to try to imitate the same sounds that we're hearing. Um, and you know, after a while, you kind of just develop this, this vision of, of where you're heading, just being in the studio and everything. I mean, I've been, I've been lucky enough to go into several different studios um, back home, you know, at, at one of my high schools where I'm from um, to record stuff and at purchase, you know, to record a couple demos and here with my friends um, at Belmont. So it, it's definitely a process and I have definitely fell down that rabbit hole before, but I feel like now the more writing that I'm doing, the more I'm finding my voice. And I see that, you know, when I listen back to my songs and, you know, I, I, can, I can tell that my writing is growing in, in the way that I want it to be. Um, you know, the harder that I'm working on, on my technique and let's see. Yeah. I mean, I think that basically answered it. Um, it, I've, I've definitely, I definitely feel like I've found, I've found my voice and I'm, I do write a lot of different genres, I'd say, you know, genres, if you want to call it that, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to go into the studio because it's going to be cool figuring out what I want that sound of mine to sound like, you know, on the recording with the instruments, with that backing track, with that, with those rhythms, you know. Um, so I, I guess that answers it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, Ariana, thank you so much for taking the time to have this amazing conversation. And thank you for your incredible insight. And I'm so happy that you're doing what you love in Nashville, Tennessee, and just and do all the shows and being able to perform. So that's really awesome. So thank you very much again for joining us. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was so cool. It was so good to see you again. I, I, I think the last time we saw each other was when we were leaving uh, in New York. <laughs> cool. So it's it's been such a while. Um, so, but thank you so much for for inviting me. This was awesome. Yes. Yes. So. All right, folks, that's the it for episode seven of the upcoming. Stay tuned for the next episode. We release it on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it for this episode. Uh, see you next week and good night. Thank you for tuning in to the upcoming. If you like this, please sure to follow us on Spotify for more amazing content. The best is yet to come. Take care, everybody.